0: chapter 12 of the ocean of theosophy by william q judge this librivox recording is in the public domain let us now consider the states of man after the death of the body and before birth having looked over the whole field of the evolution of things and beings in a general way this brings up at once the questions is there any heaven or hell and what are they are they states or places Is there a spot in space where they may be found, and which we go to or from where we come? We must also go back to the subject of the fourth principle of the constitution of man, that called karma in Sanskrit, and desire or passion in English. Bearing in mind what was said about the principle, and also the teaching in respect to the astral body and the astral light, it will be easier to understand what is taught about the two states, ante and post-mortem, in chronological order, we go into Kama loka, or the plane of desire. First, on the demise of the body, and then the higher principles, the real man, fall into the state of devachan. After dealing with Kama loka, it will be more easy to study the question of devachan. The breath leaves the body, and we say the man is dead, but that is only the beginning of death. It proceeds on other planes when the frame is cold and eyes closed all the forces of the body and mind rush through the brain and by a series of pictures the whole life just ended is imprinted indelibly on the inner man not only in a general outline but down to the smallest detail of even the most minute and fleeting impression at this moment though every indication leads the physician to pronounce for death and through all intents and purposes the person is dead to this life The real man is busy in the brain and not until his work there is ended is the person gone when this solemn work is over the astral body detaches itself from the physical and life energy having departed the remaining five principles are in the plane of kamaloka the natural separation of the principles brought about by death divides the total man into three parts first the visible body with all its elements left to further disintegration on the earth plane where all that it is composed of is in time resolved into the different physical departments of nature second the rupa made up of the astral body and the passions and desires which also begins at once to go to pieces on the astral plane third the real man the upper triad of atma buddhi manas deathless but now out of earth conditions devoid of body begins in devachan to function solely as mind clothed in a very ethereal vesture which it will shake off when the time comes for it to return to earth kamaloka or the place of desire is the astral region penetrating and surrounding the earth as a place it is on and in and about the earth its extent is to a measurable distance from the earth but the ordinary laws obtaining here do not obtain there and entities therein are not under the same conditions as to space and time as we are as a state it is metaphysical though that metaphysic relates to the astral plane it is called the plane of desire because it relates to the fourth principle and in it the ruling force of desire devoid of and divorced from intelligence it is an astral sphere intermediate between earthly and heavenly life beyond any doubt it is the origin of the christian theory of purgatory where the soul undergoes penance for evil done and from which it can be released by prayer and other ceremonies or offerings the fact underlying this superstition is that the soul may be detained in kamaloka by the enormous force of some unsatisfied desire and cannot get rid of the astral and kami clothing until that desire is satisfied by someone on earth or by the soul itself but if the person was pure-minded and of high aspirations the separation of the principles on that plane is soon completed permitting the higher triad to go into devachan being the purely astral sphere it partakes of the nature of the astral matter which is essentially earthly and devilish and in it all the forces work undirected by soul or conscience it is the slag pit as it were of the great furnace of life where nature provides the sloughing off of elements which have no place in devachan and for that reason it must have many degrees every one of which was noted by the ancients these degrees are known in sanskrit as lokas or places in a metaphysical sense human life is very varied as to character and other potentialities and for each of these the appropriate place after death is provided thus making kamaloka an infinitely varied sphere in life some of the differences among men are modified and some are inhibited by a similarity of body and heredity but in kamaloka all the hidden desires and passions are let loose in consequence of the absence of body and for that reason the state is vastly more diversified than the plane of life not only is it necessary to provide the natural varieties and differences but also for those caused by the manner of death about which something shall be said and all these various divisions are but the natural result of the life thoughts and last thoughts of the persons who die on earth it is beyond the scope of this work to go into a description of all these degrees inasmuch as volumes would be needed to describe them and then but few would understand to deal with kamaloka compels us to deal also with the fourth principle in the classification of man's constitution and arouses a conflict with modern ideas and education on the subject of the desires and passions it is generally supposed that the desires and passions are inherent tendencies in the individual and they have an altogether unreal and misty appearance for the ordinary student but in this system of philosophy they are not merely inherent in the individual nor are they due to the body per se while the man is living in the world the desires and passions the principal comma have no separate life apart from the astral and inner man being so to say diffused throughout his being but as they coalesce with the astral body after death and thus form an entity with its own term of life though without soul very important questions arise during mortal life the desires and passions are guided by the mind and soul after death they work without guidance from the former master while we live we are responsible for them and their effects and when we have left this life we are still responsible although they go on working and making effects on others while they last as the sort of entity i have described and without direct guidance in this is seen the continuance of responsibility there are a portion of the skandhas, well known in eastern philosophy which are the aggregates that make up the man the body includes one set of the skandhas and the astral man another the comma principle is another set and still others pertain to other parts in comma are the really active and important ones which control rebirths and lead to all the varieties of life and circumstances upon each rebirth they are being made from day to day under the law that every thought combines instantly with one of the elemental forces of nature becoming to that extent an entity which will endure in accordance with the strength of the thought as it leaves the brain. And all of these are inseparably connected with the being who evolved them. There is no way of escaping. All we can do is have thoughts of good quality, for the highest of the masters themselves are not exempt from this law, but they people their current in space with entities powerful for good alone. Now, in Kamaloka, This mass of desire and thought exists very definitely until the conclusion of its disintegration, and then the remainder consists of the essence of these skandhas, connected, of course, with the being that evolved and had them. They can no more be done away with than we can blot out the universe. Hence they are said to remain until the being comes out of Devachan, and then at once, by the law of attraction, they are drawn to the being, who from them as germ or basis builds up a new set of skandhas for the new life kamaloka therefore is distinguished from the earth plane by reason of the existence therein uncontrolled and guided of the mass of passions and desires but at the same time earth life is also kamaloka since it is largely governed by the principle kama and will be so until at a far distant time in the course of evolution the races of men shall have developed the fifth and sixth principles thus allowing kama into its own sphere and freeing earth life from its influence the astral man in kamaloka is a mere shell devoid of soul and mind without conscience and also unable to act unless vivified by forces outside of itself it has that which seems like an animal or automatic consciousness due wholly to the very recent association with the human ego for under the principle laid down in another chapter every atom going to make up the man has a memory of its own which is capable of lasting a length of time in proportion to the force given it in the case of a very material and gross or selfish person the force lasts longer than in any other and hence in that case the automatic consciousness will be more definite and bewildering to one who without knowledge dabbles with necromancy its purely astral portion contains and carries the record of all that ever passed before the person when living for one of the qualities of the astral substance is to absorb all scenes and pictures and the impressions of all thoughts to keep them and to throw them forth by reflection when the conditions permit the astral shell cast off by every man at death would be a menace to all men were it not in every case except one which shall be mentioned devoid of all the higher principles which are the directors but those guiding constituents being disjoined from the shell it wavers and floats about from place to place without any will of its own but governed wholly by attractions in the astral and magnetic fields it is possible for the real man called the spirit by some to communicate with us immediately after death for a few brief moments but those past the soul has no more to do with the earth until reincarnated what can and do influence the sensitive and the medium from out of this sphere are the shells i have described soulless and consciousless these in no sense are the spirits of our deceased ones they are the clothing thrown off by the inner man the brutal earthly portion discarded in flight to devachan and so have always been considered by the ancients as devils our personal devils because essentially astral earthly and passional it would be strange indeed if this shell after being for so long the vehicle of the real man on earth did not retain an automatic memory and consciousness we see the decapitated body of the frog or the cock moving and acting for a time with seeming intelligence and why is it not possible for the finer and more subtle astral form to act and move with a far greater amount of seeming mental direction existing in the sphere of Kama Loka, as indeed also in all parts of the globe and the solar system are the elementals or nature forces they are innumerable and their divisions are almost infinite as they are in a sense the nerves of nature each class has its own work just as every natural element or thing as fire burns and as water runs down and not up under their general law so the elementals act under law but being higher in the scale than gross fire or water their action seems guided by mind some of them have a special relation to mental operations and to the action of the astral organs whether these be joined to a body or not when a medium forms the channel and also from other natural coordination these elementals make an artificial connection with the shell of a deceased person aided by the nervous fluid of the medium and others near and then the shell is galvanized into an artificial life through the medium connection is made with the physical and psychical forces of all present the old impressions on the astral body give up their images to the mind of the medium the old passions are set on fire various messages and reports are then obtained from it but not one of them is original not one of them is from the spirit by their strangeness and inconsequence of the ignorance of those who dabble in it this is mistaken for the work of spirit but it is all from the living when it is not the mere picking out from the astral light of the images of what has been in the past in certain cases to be noted there is an intelligence at work that is wholly and intensely bad to which every medium is subject and which will explain why so many of them have succumbed to evil as they have confessed a rough classification of these shells that visit mediums would be as follows one those of the recently deceased whose place of burial is not far away this class will be quite coherent in accordance with the life and thought of the former owner an unmaterial good and spiritualized person leaves a shell that will soon disintegrate a gross mean selfish material person's shell will be heavy consistent and long-lived and so on with all varieties Two those of persons who had died far away from the place where the medium is lapse of time permits such to escape from the vicinity of their old bodies and at the same time brings on a greater degree of disintegration which corresponds on the astral plane to putrefaction on the physical these are vague shadowy incoherent respond but briefly to the psychic stimulus and are whirled off by any magnetic current they are galvanized for a moment by the astral currents of the medium and those persons present who were related to the deceased three purely shadowy remains which can hardly be given a place there is no english to describe them though they are facts in this sphere they might be said to be mere mould or impress left by the astral substance by the once coherent shell long since disintegrated they are therefore so near being fictitious as to almost deserve designation as such shadowy photographs they are enlarged decorated and given an imaginary life by the thoughts desires hopes and imaginings of medium and sitters at the seance four definite coherent entities human souls bereft of the spiritual tie now tending down to the worst state of all avici where annihilation of the personality is the end they are known as the black magicians having entered the consciousness in the principle of kama preserved intellect divorced themselves from spirit they are the only damned beings we know in life they had human bodies and reached their awful state by persistent lives of evil for its own sake some of such already doomed to become what i have described are among us on earth today these are not ordinary shells for they have centred all their force in comma, thrown out every spark of good thought or aspiration and have a complete mastery of the astral sphere i put them in the classification of shells because they are such in the sense that they are doomed to disintegration consciously as the others are to the same end mechanically only they may and do last for many centuries gratifying their lusts through any sensitive they can lay hold of where bad thought gives them an opening they preside at nearly all seances assuming high names and taking the direction so as to keep the control and continue the delusion of the medium thus enabling themselves to have a convenient channel for their own evil purposes indeed with the shells of suicides those of poor wretches who die at the hand of the law, of drunkards and gluttons, these black magicians living in the astral world hold the field of physical mediumship and are liable to invade the sphere of any medium, no matter how good. The door once opened is open to all. This class of shell has lost higher manas, but in the struggle not only after death but as well in life the lower portion of manas which should have been raised up to godlike excellence was torn away from its lord and now gives this entity intelligence which is devoid of spirit but has power to suffer as it will when its final day shall come in the state of kamaloka suicides and those who are suddenly shot out of life by accident or murder legal or illegal pass a term almost equal to the length life would have been but for the sudden termination these are not really dead to bring on a normal death a factor not recognized by medical science must be present that is the principles of the being as described in other chapters have their own term of cohesion at the natural end of which they separate from each other under their own laws this involves the great subject of the cohesive forces of the human subject requiring a book in itself i must be content therefore with the assertion that this law of cohesion obtains among the human principles before that natural end the principles are unable to separate obviously the normal destruction of the cohesive force cannot be brought about by mechanical processes except in respect to the physical body hence a suicide or person killed by accident or murdered by man or by order of human law has not come to the natural termination of the cohesion among the other constituents and is hurled into the kamaloka state only partly dead there the remaining principles have to wait until the actual natural life term is reached whether it be one month or sixty years but the degrees of kamaloka provide for the many varieties of the last mentioned shells Some pass the period in great suffering, others in a dreamy sort of sleep, each according to the moral responsibility. But executed criminals are in general thrown out of life, full of hate and revenge, smarting under a penalty they do not admit the justice of. They are ever rehearsing in Kamaloka their crime, their trial, their execution, and their revenge. And whenever they can gain touch with a sensitive living person, medium or not, they attempt to inject thoughts of murder and other crime into the brain of such unfortunate, and that they succeed in such attempts the deeper students of theosophy full well know. We have now approached Devachan. After a certain time in Kamaloka, the being falls into a state of unconsciousness, which precedes the change into the next state. It is like the birth into life, precluded by a term of darkness and heavy sleep, it then wakes to the joys of devachan end of chapter 12